What the heck is mindset anyway? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach over at choosetohaveitall.com, where I work with online business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And my inbox has been getting filled with this question lately. What the heck is mindset anyway? Is it just a form of personal development? Is it another word for therapy? And where do I land in the conversation about mindset? I have a listener question today that I'd like to get to in a second, but those of you who are regular listeners of the show probably need a little bit of an explanation as to why I was MIA yesterday. And I just need to tell you that um, I did record an episode. It didn't make it into your earbuds, but it was not for a lack of my trying. Those people who sort of wax poetic about the laptop lifestyle and tell us how it's for everyone clearly have not had irregular um, Wi-Fi at a hotel. And yesterday, every odd was against me. On one side out the window, I had somebody chopping down a tree. On the other side in the hallway of the hotel I'm staying at, there was housekeeping services were vacuuming. And I tried to record the show over that noise using my headphones. But when I would listen back to the audio, all I heard was that I was shouting at you. And I didn't think that made for a very good pod. So I just skipped yesterday, called it, and decided I would try again today. So first, before we dive into the listener question, I want to let you know how I define mindset. And I have to start with a little bit of a confession. Um, some of you have heard me say this in my Facebook group, and I may have even already said this on the podcast. It's certainly not a deep, dark secret. But when I was first spoken to about the idea that I should start offering mindset services instead of executive coaching, I laughed at people. And I said that mindset was a word that entrepreneurs made up to feel better about themselves. And I felt pretty strongly about that, that it was just this made up concept because people didn't want to talk about having low self-esteem as business owners. It was easier to call it mindset because that was just the word of the day. Um, but that if business owners really wanted to be honest with themselves, if they really wanted to change, they needed to recognize that they had to look at themselves, the story they had about themselves, the limitations they had, and then ask themselves what they were willing to do about that. And largely, if I'm really honest, I probably still stand behind that a little bit. I do think a large part of mindset is self-esteem. And you've probably gathered the same thing for yourself as you listened to the show and heard me respond to the listener questions, that a lot of it often really does come down to how the person perceives themselves, what they're capable of, what they want, and what they're willing to do for what they want. But there's a missing piece that doesn't often get clearly defined, and it's the main reason why I embrace the idea of offering mindset services for people. It's because when I break down what I think mindset means, it's not about mantras, it's not about manifestations, it's not about tapping, it's not about words of the day, and all the other kind of woo-woo things you'll hear in the mindset manifestation space. It's really about the psychology of success. And the thing that I'm really passionate about, the reason why my business is called Choose to Have It All, is because I really do focus my work and my effort with clients on helping people realize 
where they have choice in their lives to change the ending to their stories. That however they think their chapter needs to end, however they think their story has pre been predetermined, they have the ability to write the course and rewrite the ending. And they get to choose to dream as big as they want or as small as they want, but it's up to them. And I do think mindset can be applied in our personal lives and in our professional lives. Looking at the stories of who we are, what we do, and how we serve personally and professionally has value and has merit. What gets in the way, what limits, or what helps grow and prosper our ability to be successful is the thing I'm most passionate talking about to people. Helping people realize that their potential truly is only limited by their ability to dream big and the size of their dreams. It's incredible to watch that transformation. And I'm so fortunate in my work with people, whether it be in a group or one-on-one, -on -one, to really help people change the stories of how big they're able to dream and how much they're able to achieve. It really does come down to the psychology of success for me, using the tools, strategies, and approaches to help increase the impact and the income people can make in their personal and professional lives. That being said, people don't always know what that applies to or how it translates in their personal lives or in their businesses. They don't really get or understand what it means to them because it can be entirely esoteric and just feel like this topic that's bigger than them, more intimidating than them, and something that's just more of a philosophy than an actual approach to life. I think today's question will help us apply mindset in real time. So here goes. Hi, Heather. I don't know what my problem is, but I clearly have one. In the past year, I've created not one, but two online courses for people, and I haven't sold either. It's not that I didn't earn any money and that they were failures. It's that I didn't really even tell people I did them. I haven't even tried to sell them. When people who do know about my projects ask how they're going, I keep saying that I'm putting the finishing touches on them, but they've been done since last August. Heather, what the F is my problem? Is this a mindset issue? Honestly, I'm not even sure what mindset is. Maybe I'm just good at creating things and lousy at making it a business. Not sure what my question is, just dumping this on your lap and seeing what you do with it. Thanks. Okay, so yeah, my guess is you do have some mindset issues around this. Um, you didn't say in your letter what you had hoped your goals or your plans were for this. You say that you didn't know whether or not you were just lousy at making it a business. So I don't know if you wanted to be like build a business that just simply offered coaches or I'm sorry, courses, or if you were hoping to sell those courses to other people, if you were going to put it on something like Udemy or Thinkific, I'm not really sure what your original plan was. And I want you to check in with yourself. It sounds like doing these courses was the easy part for you. You created the content, you banged it out, you organized it in a way that let you feel like they were done and that you had two separate courses. So clearly you're capable. You had a thought, you had ideas, and you turned it into action. So that's the first thing I want you to pay attention to. 
that you can't limit your actions and your perception of your actions simply because you didn't tell people they existed. You still took a lot of action, and that's important to think about and incorporate into your story about yourself. But that being said, you didn't include in your letter what you wanted to have happen what your goals and aspirations were for yourself, what you had wished for, your why. And again, you've heard me say it before, I roll my eyes when that question gets asked in the entrepreneurial space. I think it's a really overused phrase, find your why, know your why. But I do think that if we don't know what our intent is, if we don't know why we're doing what we're doing or what we're hoping to get out of it, it's really hard to be motivated, to persevere, and to continue on to the other side of it. The way you wrote the letter, I almost think you decided to create these courses simply to see what happened next. And because you knew that people sold courses and they made them a business, you decided that maybe you would toss your hat in the ring and do that. But I don't hear ownership. I don't hear ownership over a goal, over a dream, over a want, or a wish. I simply hear that you took an action and got curious to see what would happen next. And then once you finished it, once you created the content, you went radio silent on it and didn't include anybody in the fact that it was accomplished. I don't know why you did that, but I'm just gonna observe for you that that entire experience seems fraught with vulnerability. It's really safe to create content and not tell anybody you did it. You got to see that you have something to say. You got to see your ability to organize that information. You got to see what it would look like to have a start, middle, and end to something you created. But this is largely individual right now. It's a little hobby. It's a way to kill time for you. It's not a business yet if you haven't made it a viable product that you offer to people. And it's not anything that can offer value to people as a side hobby or a side passion because you haven't told people you've done it. Before you go and take action on that, before you have a conversation with yourself about what you want to have happen with the courses and what your current wishes now that you've made this conscious and at the, you know, the forefront of your mind, you really do need to go back a little bit to where you were when you decided to do this. What were you thinking about? Was it just an idea that you wanted to see if you could do something with? Were you curious about what you would find out or learn about yourself? What were the roots of starting? And now that you have two finished products that you could roll out to an audience, if I promised you that whatever you wanted to have happen next could happen, what do you want to happen? What would the answer be? Now that you're conscious that you didn't take action and you didn't try to get people to know about it, that you didn't officially formally launch this in any way, shape or form, now that you know that, I can tell simply because of the fact that you're a letter writer who wrote in that you're not good with that, that that's not good enough, that you do want something from it, before you try to sell it, before you put it out there, before you talk about it, you really have to check in with yourself here. What were you thinking? What were you hoping for? And what would a good resolution look like? 
And now that you've lost out on the opportunity to do some of that and you have to catch up with yourself, have any of those reasons changed? Are they still the same? Do they still exist? If I could give you a do-over and I could time warp your machine back to August and I could tell you, okay, your content's done, it's ready to go out to the universe, where do you want it to go? Who are you hoping will find it? What type of person do you want to buy it? How much money would you hope to make out of it? You have to give yourself permission to have a goal. You skip that part and moved right to plan, which is kind of cool and interesting, if I'm gonna be honest with you, because you have two finished products and we can do anything with them. But you have to decide for yourself what you want to have happen. You can't skip that part. The content creator can't just put content into the world and say, ah, whatever happens, happens. Because usually when we do that, without a plan or a goal, nothing happens. And if you were okay with the idea of nothing happening, you wouldn't have written in. I think you really care about what you created. I think you care about it a lot. And I, I think you really want other people to care about it too. And I don't know if you have, you know, if a lot of people even know what you're doing, if people know what you've been up to, how many people would be aware or interested in your hobbies, your interests in your passion to know that they would want to buy your course, or if you're just starting from ground zero and building from the ground up where you've created a product, but you have yet to meet any potential needs. And I've worked with people on both ends of the spectrum, people who have established audiences, established followings, a list of leads that they can pitch their product or service to. And I've worked with people who are starting at the ground up. Wherever you are, it's okay but you have to update your version and your vision and your story about yourself to yourself. Now that you had this idea, now that you turned it into a course, what do you want to have happen next? And what is your story about success? Because you could be vulnerable and afraid of rejection. You could be afraid nobody likes it, that nobody will buy it, that this thing you really kind of secretly come to care a good deal about doesn't resonate with other people. Or you may never have thought about yourself as a business owner. Maybe you rolled your eyes about it and you kind of laughed and mocked at the idea that you could own a business or make money out of it because this is just a hobby. I don't know what your stories about failure are, and I don't know what your stories about success are. I do know that you need to know those, and I'm wondering if you do. When I talk to you about protecting yourself from vulnerability, what are you really protecting yourself from? Are you afraid of rejection? Are you afraid of zero sales? Or are you more afraid that it all goes right? that people leap onto it, buy it immediately, and that your product really connects, and then you are led with a pile of expectations that other people are holding for you, and that can be quite a weight and quite a burden. You try to dis like separate yourself and discon you know, disconnect, I'm trying to say that word twice now, disconnect, you're trying to disconnect yourself from the outcome, and you're trying to disconnect yourself from the goal. That's largely self-protective. 
I'm wondering if you failed before. Is this maybe not your first time at bat? Have you showed up for other people and been successful for them and done something like this for other people? And this is the first time you're doing it for yourself. I don't know your story and you haven't shared your entire story, but you've given me enough to know that you need a goal and you need a plan. <coughs> oh, excuse me, that was obnoxious. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't even know how to edit that out in this current software I'm using. So in all transparency, the cough has to stay in because I don't know how to take it out. But what do you want for yourself here? What are your plans for the future? What now? You did this thing. You clearly care enough about it to reach out to me. I think you need to own your vision and your picture of it for yourself a little bit. You have to be willing to put your stamp on it until you figure out why you haven't done that yet, what you're so afraid of. I think it's going to be really hard for you to decide the direction you want this to go in and where you want to take it and what you want to have happen next. You have to really check in with yourself about this. I think you have some hard questions to ask yourself about success. People start things and don't finish them for all kinds of reasons. A lot of times the root of the reason is fear. And one of the major obstacles that's connected to mindset and personal development is overcoming fear. I'm reading fear in your letter here. I'm reading vulnerability. There's a lot of questions I have about it, and there's a lot of information that makes it hard to fill in the blank. But there's something about you not even trying for success that has me pretty curious, has me wondering what you're hiding from, what you're running from, and only you know the answer. The next question I have is, what are you willing to do now? Now that you know it, now that you owned it, you created two courses, nobody knows about them, nobody even knows it's on your radar. Are you willing to make a change to how you've been moving through the world? Are you willing to put it out there and see what happens? Is this still largely an independent private exercise for yourself? Or are you willing to toss it out to the community and see who grabs it, who doesn't, what people have to say about it? Are you willing to share it with a colleague, a mentor, somebody you respect? Are you willing to get out of your own head about it? Because until you're willing to get out of your own head, you're never going to be able to get out of your own way. And there's too many blanks here. And if I try to fill them with my stories about you, we'll both end up in the weeds. I want you to really look at yourself here. I want you to kind of go back and figure out where this started for you. But then I want you to really think about whether or not you're willing to own the ending, whether or not you're willing to take a risk and put yourself out there, whether or not you're willing to confront whatever avoidance, procrastination, fill in the blank, however you describe it, that's prevented you from putting it out thus far. Are you ready to take this bull by its horns, look it in the eye, and tell it where to go? That's mindset in a nutshell. It's how successful do you want to be? And what are you willing to do, learn, try, change, be to get there? There's a lot of holes in this story, and I wish I could fill them for you, but you've been avoiding filling them for yourself. And this is a part that I can't do for you. 
I can tell you that if you'd like to reach out to me, I am happy to help you address this. We can do it for another podcast episode. If you're brave enough and you want to do a call-in, I'll do a call-in show and offer live coaching to you and help you work this through. But you have to confront yourself on the avoidance issues because I can't even figure out what you're avoiding. But it certainly has to do with putting yourself out there. So give that some thought and tell me what happens next. Thanks, everybody, for your patience this week. This has been a lesson upon lesson about taking imperfect action and being willing to see what happens next. I know that this audio quality is not the best, and it is miserable to listen in on a podcast and have to hear somebody cough, and then yesterday's episode that you never had the pleasure or pain of hearing having me shout at you. I promise you, I am finding my way with all of this in real time, and you get to be part of it with me on the journey. If you have a question you want my two cents on, whatever situation you're facing, please help me keep the conversation of the show going. You can find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. I welcome your questions and comments. They make for really good pod when the audio is playing nice and when I'm not coughing in the middle of it. And I'll get myself together at some point, I promise. I promise myself that once we have a final destination and I'm in a new home, I'll get the right equipment and software to learn the audio editing that I need to do. But for right now, I'm on video conferencing software and I have no idea offhand how to edit that and still get you the show on time. So I'm gonna call it a day for today. I hope you understand. Thanks for being patient with me and I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Bye for now.